Hey family, how you doing? It's your girl, Journey, and welcome to Journey's Exodus. Sitting out back this morning in the yard, drinking my coffee, went over to my very first vegetable garden um, that we have been working on this year and picked some okra. I love okra. Oh my, and I know okra is one of those vegetables that either you love it or you hate it. My mom hated okra. So the first time I even tasted okra, I was an adult at a family reunion um, down in Georgia and had okra, tomatoes, and onions. And boy, I ate as much as I possibly could. So when I saw the okra plants, I grabbed several, um, about three of them, and said, oh, I'll put them in there and let's just see what happens. Never expected that it would grow. And it's growing so beautifully. So I just picked off, um, are, are they pods? I don't even know what they're called. But I just picked off like five and they're gorgeous. Like, I get so excited about my garden that when I pick things, I think they're beautiful and I don't want to cook them. I, I don't know what that says about me, but it, it is what it is. But at any rate, um, I'm out back just... Um, it's an overcast day, just listening to the birds and the frogs. And because um, you, you all know I live in the mountains, right? There's nothing here. It's just mountains. Lots of greenery and, and, and nature. And um, sipping my coffee while my husband so graciously fixes breakfast for us to eat. Um, this is like the end of my staycation. I was supposed to go home um, to New York City and check on my mom and just do some things for her and spend some time there. And uh, that didn't happen. The reason it didn't happen was because um, I received a phone call from one of the people on my team saying that uh, they had been exposed to a COVID, pers COVID positive person. And while I've tested negative for COVID, thank you, Jesus. Um, I didn't want to expose her to, thank you, dear. It looks amazing. I didn't want to expose her to um, anything because, you know, there's that incubation period. So I opted to stay um, away from her to try and protect her. My mom will be 81 years old in like two weeks. So I wasn't happy about that because I was looking forward to going home and to seeing my mom and to just being there and then had to change my plans and had to change my plans that had been in um, place for a while and not because of something that I did, but because of something that someone else did. And quite honestly, it bothered me. It upset me that I was being forced to change my plans. You know, this person um, disclosed that they had um, gone boating with a friend and then came to work. And from what I've heard, they were displaying symptoms of 
having a cold, but still came to work. Um, and then I got the phone call saying, hey, I just learned that I was exposed to someone who's COVID positive. And it just, you know, it, it, it bothered me because, you know, I'm protective of my mom and don't want to expose it or anything and felt like, hey, I need to take this step and change my plans to make sure that she's okay. I just wonder why that person couldn't have changed their plans to make sure that others are okay. It is the middle of a pandemic. Um, there are recommended guidelines. I've been invited to go out on a boat. I've been invited to go to people's houses and have some drinks, have dinner. And we've opted to stay close to home because it's the middle of a pandemic. So there are things that we all want to do and have interest in doing. But some of us have taken the position of no, I need to look out for myself and for others and um, change my plans. And then there are others that are like, no, these are my plans. And I don't care that it's a, a, a worldwide pandemic. I want to go boating. Sorry, I needed a little swig of coffee. But at any rate, um, it, it really got me pissed off. But then I decided, well, you know what? You controlled everything that you can control. And now you have to um, do what you can and function in the environment that you've been placed in. So I've been wanting to ride my bike. I love riding my bike. Like my bike, even when I was a kid, I think, you know, most people love riding their bike as a kid. But I've just always felt amazing when I ride my bike. And now that I'm an adult, it takes me back to my childhood. It's when I feel the most free. Um, and I love riding. So I said, well, maybe I'll ride my bike this week. And God is amazing. He gave me perfect biking weather this week. Sunny, warm, gorgeous blue skies. And I said, well, I'll ride my bike since I have to do a staycation. And I asked um, some of my family, hey, do you want to go biking on this particular day? And they were like, no, no, we'll pass. And I almost didn't go. You know, I was like, mm, this is a new trail that I'm not familiar with. Don't know if it's going to be safe. Maybe I'll stay home. And then I said, nope, you're going to control what you can control. And you're going to do what you can do. Couldn't go home, but you can go cycling. So loaded my bike up, went to the canal path and cycled. And it was amazing. Cycling along the water, the cool breeze, nature, beautiful homes on one side of you water on the other side of you. And even while I was cycling, a baby deer, like a young deer, came out of the trees along the canal path. Um, and it was just wonderful. It was just absolutely incredible. And I started thinking to myself, you know, what if 
you had allowed, the fact that no one wanted to go with you on that day to deter you from going and you would have stayed home, you would have missed out. You know, I would have missed out on that. You know, I would have missed out on the cool breeze and the blue sky and the vitamin D that my body absorbed riding and just that feeling of being giddy again from something so simple as riding my bike in the middle of nature. But the reality is, is that I've always loved riding my bike. I've always gotten that feeling, but at some point I ignored it. You know, I stopped um, cycling. You know, life happens. You have a couple babies, stay home with them, stay at home mom. After then, when you go back to work, you're working. You're, you're, um, become chauffeur, mama. You know, then you come home and cook. That bike stays in a garage for a while, and you don't take it out, and you suppress that desire of wanting to go cycling or whatever it is that you desire. And then, when you kind of want some company or don't want to do it alone, if there's no one willing. To go with you, you kind of suppress that too, and say, "Oh, I'll go another time," and then you still don't go. Started thinking about how many things that just genuinely interest me, and that I have a desire to do, that I've suppressed for whatever reason, for lack of company, for my perceived lack of support. For inopportune moments, and is it ever really an opportune time? Isn't there always some dynamic, some variable that's not quite perfect? And how much of our lives do we go through waiting for an opportune time for perfect d- dynamics? For no glitches. How much do we suppress? How many desires do we ignore? How many interests go unpursued because the circumstances didn't appear to be perfect? And how much of our power do we give away? How much of our power do we give away to others and allow them to have an effect on our interests, on our goals? And whose fault is that? You know, full disclosure, when I was writing and I was just really thanking God, like, God, thank you for bringing me out here and for allowing these conditions to be perfect. Something that appeared to not be perfect where I was going to be by myself and a little nervous because of an unknown area turned out to be just what the doctor ordered. And it was absolutely perfect. But what happened? My perception changed. And I didn't allow what I perceived to be 
a not perfect dynamic to stop me. And when I went forward, I learned that it was absolutely perfect. I mean, my spirit was rejuvenated. And uh, some people might be saying, how can that be just from a bicycle ride? I, I can't explain it and won't try. I can just tell you what the end result was. I found myself smiling while I was riding my bike. And just looking at how crisp and blue and clear and vibrant the sky was. And seeing the different shades of green as I cycled and watching the ducks in the water and seeing the geese in like groups of 30 along the canal path. Smelling the difference in the air near the water. And pushing through those inclines because I was excited to get to the top, to see what was there, to feel what was there, and to be a part of it. And isn't that kind of a metaphor for life and what we have to do? Push through it. Get to the top. Get through it. To be in what we're supposed to be. And if we don't do those things because we give our power away, whose fault is it? Does it even make sense to look for fault? But as I was about to say earlier, you know, full transparency, when I was riding and I was thinking to myself, what if you didn't come out here because you weren't going to have company? You would have missed out on this. And I would have been upset. I probably would have had a little attitude. Probably would have thought to myself, if only that person would have come with me, then maybe I wouldn't have been so bored and maybe I wouldn't be feeling this way. But it's not their fault. I mean, they have, everyone has their own interest. Everyone has their own agenda. And everyone has their own power. And if someone doesn't want, doesn't share your interest, or maybe they do, but it's just not a good time for them, should you allow it to deter you? And if you do, should you fault them? And why should we even look for fault? And do we always need someone to hold our hand to do something? You know, relationships and partnerships are wonderful because you have a comrade, you have a partner, you have a friend. But you shouldn't lose yourself and you shouldn't lose your interest and you shouldn't give that power away. You should allow your partner to enhance your power and not diminish it or dull it. And you should share your power and not give it away, not suppress it, not tie it into someone else's, but harness it and use it just 
through you. I mean, when you're able to unite it and unify with someone else, then it's exponentially more powerful. But don't ignore the power that you have just by being you. All by yourself, on your own, with no one else. You're powerful. Unattached. You're powerful. Not perfect in your imperfection. You're powerful. The only time you're not powerful, I believe, is when you don't acknowledge the power that's within you. And when you don't use the power that's within you. And that shouldn't be determined by another person's schedule, by another person's agenda, by another person's definition, or by another person's perspective. Your power was given to you to be utilized by you, to be optimized by you, all by itself, without the help of anyone else. And we're so powerful. We are incredibly powerful human beings. We're so dynamic, but we dull our power. We waste our power because we wait for someone to hold our hands. And I say we, and that's not everyone. I know there's people listening probably saying, not me, I'll go and do mine. That's amazing. But I wonder if there was a time where you waited and you came to realize your power. So, something else that I was thinking about. Time to go back to school. I want to use my brain. Um, You know, I've been working and like everybody else, making a living, but just haven't felt like I've been using my brain. And uh, two of my kids have are going through college and I've done everything I can to help them in that process. And I said, you've got to start helping you. You know, you didn't go to college before because they were babies and they were, then they were school age children. He had to run them around. And now you're not going back to school because now they're in school. So how much time has gone past? Again, waiting for that opportune time, waiting for those dynamics to be perfect waiting for there to be no obstacles. And I, you know, just said, this is my time. I, I, I want to go back to school. I want to use my brain. And I was sharing this with my family. And uh, yesterday I was at an event and a gentleman came up to me and told me he had been speaking to my husband. And um, I don't know how it came up, but my husband shared with him that You know, I was saying, I want to use my brain again. You know, I want to go back to school. And this gentleman shared with me that this university near our home um, offers, he takes advantage of a program where you pay this nominal fee 
and you can sit in and audit classes that the students enrolled in the university are paying thousands of dollars to take and you can take it for like a hundred bucks. I am so excited. I am going to stalk this man to get this information. But the reason I brought that up is because I think you take the first step. You take the first step and say, this is what I want to do. This is what interests me. This is what I'm yearning for. You express it. You put it out in the atmosphere. And then it manifests itself. But if you, like I, continued to suppress it, continued to put the interest on the shelf, continued to wait for obstacles to remove themselves for the perfect time, then it doesn't manifest itself. How many of these opportunities have I probably squandered over the years because I didn't put it out there what I wanted to do because I didn't put it into the atmosphere and I just allowed that yearning to remain internal and to suppress it because here I was trying to be super mom and super wifey and put my stuff on hold to make my family's dreams come true. We as women are socialized to take care of others, to do for others, to make our loved ones' dreams come true. We are socialized to believe that it's okay to deny ourselves our power, our desires to please others. We as women wait for opportune times and squander opportunities by not speaking into existence what we want. And I want to change that. And I want someone listening to this who is not approaching their 53rd birthday to get this at 35 or at 25 and to learn the power of speaking things into existence, to learn and utilize the power that is within you without waiting for someone's permission to do so and to share your power with others but not ignore utilizing it for yourself. Because when women recognize their power and when women use their power for themselves everyone benefits your partner your children 
your parents, your community, all benefit when you use your power to enhance you. Because by nature, we're caretakers. By nature, we're nurturers. So if we take care of ourselves, if and when we nurture ourselves, then our partners and children and families and communities benefit. They win because they are an extension of us. We are Mother Earth. And all of Earth's creatures and beings benefit from our generosity. But that only happens when we feed into and we build and we grow ourselves. That only happens when we utilize our power. We have to let go of that notion that we're being strong. Oh, I'm being strong. You know, I'm being strong for my family. I can forego this. And by foregoing this, it's some sign of strength and fortitude. Oh, I'm a strong woman. So I'm going to put this on the shelf and ignore this. I'll get to that. But right now, I have to take care of this man. I have to take care of this partner. I have to take care of these babies. You must take care of you. You must continually develop you and who you are and who you are meant to be. There is no time like the present. Tomorrow is not promised. And every other cliche that I could go through right now But we have to recognize and acknowledge ourselves as powerful creatures who are worthy and valued and deserving of right now. And that our futures will come to us based on the steps that we take and put into place right now. And then also come to recognize that we teach people how to treat us. And that by constantly putting off things and being super mama and super wifey, people come to expect that from you. Because we do teach people how to treat us. And remember that those eyes are watching you. Mothers who have daughters, you're showing your daughters how a mother functions and what the mother's role is. And partners, you're showing your partner that you're willing to forego you in order for them to be who they want to be. And whether it's intentional or not when you teach people how to treat you when you teach people that I am okay with denying me 
so that you can do you, they're going to allow you to do it. And eventually, they'll come to expect you to do that. So, there you have it. Sunday morning in the mountains in the backyard. Picked my fresh okra. I'm sitting here smelling my basil that's growing and realizing that I need to get to these greens over here that are growing like weeds. I hope that this week, that this day, that in this moment, you will take some time to put into motion steps that will bring you closer to who you are supposed to be and to where you're supposed to be right now. Stop putting your interest on a shelf. Stop shoving those desires down and covering them up with the mundane routines that we go through. Take that bike ride, go for that swim, make that dress, design that furniture, cut that hair, lock that hair, go back to school, start that business, make that phone call, write that novel, sing that song, play that tune, publish that book, and just be the powerful you that you're supposed to be. Bye now.